Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports here. This is Trevor. I'm joined here by Brandon and Caden, and we're going to be discussing the Tampa Bay Rowdies match that was played on 7-8-2023 against the Oakland Roots uh, in the USL Championship League. Oakland is kind of a mid-table te- uh, team from the Western Conference. and Looked like it last night, they man. Definitely looked worse than that, in my opinion. They looked yeah. really bad, though. Man, I'll get into that. I did not like what I was seeing from that team. Completely dominated in all phases of the game, in my opinion. It I was mean, kind of like we had to. We had no other choice. Yeah, you know what I mean? Neil Collins is last game, for, for the legend Neil himself, this was his last game at Alang. Our last game as the Rowdies coach. And I think everyone and, on social media, or at least everyone that I've you know talked to on at least Twitter, we've all come to the general agreement that he is the greatest person to ever be associated with this franchise. Mm. He was here, coached here for five years. This is wild. Okay, this is wild. Coached here for five years. Okay, and won or went to four Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. Five years he was coaching four Eastern Conference Finals. Eighty percent of the time you're playing for a title. That's he was playing for a chance to go to play for a title. Exactly. And you know, three uh, three times we won we won that Eastern Conference that Eastern Conference Final. That's even sixty percent of the time you're playing for a fucking title. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which so we expect, crazy. you know, nothing less. Exactly. Now, uh, now I feel like we're at that point where they also took John Stead, who's our assistant coach. They they took him with, uh, O'Neill took him with him to Barnsley, and uh, I don't really think that the Rowdies have have enough money or have le- legitimately know anybody that that can replace no, anybody. Him. That can replace him. They don't have enough money to buy someone that, that can replace Neil Collins because he was homegrown, went to the Rowdies. He was kind of just gifted straight to us. We didn't deserve to have him in the first place, but, you know, wasn't the hero we deserved, but it's the hero we got. Hey, what if we ask Joaquin Mokosano to hang up the cleats and yeah, put on it, that uh, suit and tie? It's got to be a player that's got that, that's going to step up. You know, Again, we're not going to get a manager that's going to replicate what he's done, so we're going to need people who are touched by Neil Collins to replicate what Neil Collins has done, and that can only come through the players. Facts. And uh, I'm I'm hoping it'll might it'll be Lasso that steps up or Oguino that steps up, and uh, even Jordan Doherty this game got the captain's armband for the first time in his entire Rowdy's career. You like to see that? You do like to see that? I like to see that. And, you know, I I do like Guilin as our captain, but uh, you know Doherty has he's been amazing, stellar all season. So uh, he definitely deserved that. But uh, we came in with a three-five-two setup, you know, heavy on the heavy on the midfield, and kind of attributing to a more forward centralized build-up play. And we we have never seen Cal Jennings and JJ Williams on the pitch at the same time. And I've I've been pushing for this for for a little bit. And uh, honestly, even before this, I wanted Harris to start over Dalgard, but Dalgard had such a game. He had such a game. Two assists. I want him to start for the rest of this, the rest of the season, or until he shows me that he can't start anymore. And we but, talked about it. His bleached hair. Mm-hmm. He eventually added that level of a game that we haven't seen before. And that uh, <laughs> we were legitimately just talking about his bleached hair, and then he gets that second assist where he just put that defender in the shadow realm, 
and put it right on the money, right on Cal Jennings' right. Foot. Oh, dude, that was that was fucking that was a beauty. That was that was a beauty. That, that was a beauty, mm-hmm. dude. That cross end was. That was gorgeous. an honor to watch. It, it was it something. Was. It was something that uh, you know, especially in in the uh, in the in the in the lineup, we do see some some changes to the to the winger. Jake Arman at winger, Sebastian Dalgard at winger. I would like to see Harris over over Arman at winger, but Arman was making those those smart passes. Never did anything to mess up, but he never did anything to that wowed me. You know what I mean? Like he, he wasn't he was a solid player. He made no mistakes, but he wasn't the reason that we won three zero. You know what I mean? So I w- I would like to see Harris in on that in that right wingers. But uh, I, I, to, I like Jake Arman. I, I wanted to it was good. I wanted to ask you real quick, Caden. On so, do you know much about Stuart Dobson, the the guy who's filling in as your interim interim head coach, and how I, do you feel about him? I did not even hear anything about that. So. Okay, so Stuart Dobson, that's who's going to be filling in for our head coaching role in the absence of Neil Collins. I'm not sure how long this is going to be. If it's going to be permanent, temporary, or if it's until they find someone or the rest of the season or what it might be. Um, I just remember they brought it up on the broadcast last night, but I've been doing some reading into him, and I don't know what he was on our staff before, um, but he did come from um, Akron, the okay. College of Ohio. He was a goalkeeper coach as well there. He's from the United Kingdom, played a goalie over there, played for the um, U.S. team in the ranks as well as a goalie. Um, but his coaching career... He's had a, a lot of success as far as breeding goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. While he was at Akron, uh, I'm going to mess this name up. Uh, I think it's David Mebs. David Mebbies became the NCAA's all-time leader in shutouts with 54 wow. over a four-year career. Um, finished with a career goals against average of .5 and over was, four years. Has he, has he been with us helping out with Connor Sparrow this year? I would imagine that, like I said, I don't know what his role has been with our squad, but just based off of what I've been reading off his history, um, I would imagine he's probably involved somehow with the goalkeeper room or goalkeeper coach. I seem like, like a defensive, yeah, defensive-minded coach. He's definitely some assistant on that side of the ball. But even even while he was there, throughout that 2020-2012 season, that Akron team had eight straight matches with clean sheets. Um Wow, that is very wow. In twenty-two games, their goalie only allowed eight goals, and mm. that goalie was selected third overall by the Timbers in twenty thirteen. Mm. So he has a lot of success with uh, producing just quality talent. and talent out of the goalkeeper position. We know what we have already out of Connor Sparrow. That's probably mm. attributed to Stuart Dobson, honestly. Um, but just just to go along with some of his other credentials, he tendered also three other netminders and Dan Kennedy, Kyle Rainish, and Sam Hayden. All who ended up playing professional in the MLS um, that he ended up coaching in college as well. Um, he played 15 years as a goalie in the U.S. and overseas. So, yeah, he's a very, very well-respected and tenured person around his peers. So I feel like that's that's definitely something to be, I guess, optimistic about as far yeah. as who's leading the helm right now. Yeah. Experience, defense was what we're strongest at in my opinion. Yeah. Our back four, back three, whoever the fuck he puts back there. Yeah, I think honestly. You, on, it's, and it's going to work. So I, I like that combo that we have. You know, you're going to have Lasso, Kleeman, Antley. And, and, uh, and was having a game. And, Antley had some great slide tackles, but, you know, I, I think the, the, in my opinion, the main technical guy probably of the game was Sebastian Delgado. Mm-hmm. Just how he was, you know, 
setting up those plays, and, and you saw Cal Jennings, like, just execute yeah. most times out of all. So, and, uh, uh, it helped, and we saw. Yeah, 100%. Back to Dobson. He actually played two years in uh, indoor soccer league in 1996 and 1997 for the Tampa Bay Terror. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so. He, sort of... Yeah, he played in a bunch of indoor leagues from 1995 to 2006. So, and he has ties to Tampa. Yeah, so to go back to the point, though, he coached yep. Akron from 2012 to 2015, and then ever since then, 2015 and 2023, he's been the goalkeeper's coach for the Rowdies. Okay. Oh, wow. So he's been with nice. us for eight years now. So He's earned it. So yeah. He coached Ryko, coached um, Philip Breno, and yeah. now he's coaching Connor Sparrow. Yeah, and we've seen how good Connor Sparrow has been yeah, throughout the season. So. He's been stellar. Last year, Philip Breno was amazing. He kind of fell off of the start. So, yeah, now he's just filling in as an interim head coach, so who knows? That's been the looking into it and now now knowing what I know. I feel good about that. Me I too, really do. Me too. And if he performs well and if the team performs well, I, I don't see why not. he's behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously bring him back. He's been around for a while. He's he's earned it, like you said, and the team obviously must have some type of relation and dedication to this guy as yeah. a coach, you know, or Eight as someone years. to look up to. And it's it's gonna, it's gonna be good because I we were all sort of skeptical. I felt like, or at least a little bit down. I mean, it's kind of hard not to be when someone like talking, Neil Collins is talking that through like now, though. Like, it, I feel it better. feel a little bit better. Yeah, it I does. feel I feel okay with you know at least we have someone that has experience under mm-hmm. under their belt to the point where like it's just not going to someone I guess completely yeah un 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 I guess experienced mm-hmm. to, and also to the point. someone who is close to Neil Collins yeah and someone that. The team is familiar with, you know, not some random bozo. That exactly. They don't even know. Some guy that's gonna walk in and be like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Yeah, you know, the fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna fail utterly. I feel like. I feel like we actually might exactly. st- still see some consistency, with, at least within this season. The only reason mm-hmm. I was concerned a lot was because well, Neil was concerned. leaving. Still concerned. I'm, I'm concerned a lot. Yeah, but it's, I'm, it's I'm less concerned. Not to be concerned I'm less someone. concerned though because mm-hmm. he is coming from the system. He's been in for eight seasons. He's worked with Neil for his entire tenure with the Rowdies. I think that you know there should only be, you know, a little consistency here. We might go into a sputter patch here, but I mean we are facing lesser squads for the next couple of weeks, and we are going to get back into that home game stretch where we're going to come back for three games, two games. You know, go to Birmingham maybe again, but I just, you know, for our sake, I think this isn't the worst situation that could be. You know, when we're talking about a manager or a coach leaving mid-season, at least we have someone with experience and the tools that could and at the least more, put guys to successful uh, successful positions. And the but. more I'm reading on him, he has. It's just making me feel even better, to be honest. And looking into his coaching career even more. Um, I've never heard of the team, but he was with the New Jersey Ironmen in 2008, and he was working with Tony Miola, and Tony Miola was a former professional soccer player, goalkeeper for the United States men's team, played in the 90, 1990, 1994, and 2002 World Cups for us, um, a very renowned goalkeeper for the men's team, won the CONCACAF Gold Cup in 2002 and 1991, um, played over in the Premier League as well for Watford and Brighton Hove Albion. Came back and finished his stint with the MLS. So that's just he's I mean, coached yeah. some guys. He's been around some success. It makes you feel even better. It really does. But um, overall, what were your guys' thoughts on Cal Jennings? We didn't get to touch on him yet. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you guys who your man of the match mm-hmm. was, but I feel like it's, it's kind of yeah, general consensus. Yeah, that. And that, you know what, that one, that one run he made that, uh, I believe it was the one that made it at Brace, right? Yeah, in second yes. goal. That was that just, was just that was, And I remember we watched it with Mom, and you know she's not the biggest you know soccer fan. Yeah, or she was uh, criticizing his ponytail there. Exactly. He has to pull his hair back a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, she, she was dissing him for that, but then he gets the ball. And he's running down, splits the defenders, goes straight into the goalie box. Tough angle, too. Exactly. Takes the angle outright to bounce away from that big center back mm-hmm. and just takes the shot off of his back foot. And oh, my God. That was straight into the bottom left corner. Beauty. Just want to see him take more shots. That's, yeah. all, that's all I need to do. He, he, honestly, he honestly could have had four. Remember, yeah, he, he had that one little chip from a really tough angle. I don't know how the fuck he got his foot up there like that. Mm. But the goalie had to make a good save, and he did. But yeah. that could have easily been a fourth goal as well. Yeah. I mean, he had a great game overall. And, and, and great uh, supporting cast around him. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, Dalgard, too. Mm-hmm. You can't forget. We've already touched on him, but you can't overlook his game as well. Mm-hmm. Two assists. That's nothing to slow Even our, our back line as a whole. Lasso we was making we were, running three, we were running three at the back for most of the game. But whether it was Gwyn or Lasso, they were just holding that shit down, man. And Antley. Antley as well. He had some really big plays in the box early on as well. Yes. And Connor Sparrow had five saves. Connor Sparrow looked really good last night. And even to the end, like in the 75th minute, he was still making double saves and throwing his fists and pumping, like being passionate about it. Like, see that. J.J. Williams you know? had an assist as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm still... I don't know how to feel about JJ, man. Yeah. He sailed some shots. He missed some stuff wild. One week, week I'm like, holy shit, you're fucking amazing. Then one week, I'm like, holy shit, you fucking... What are you doing? (laughs) But one thing I do want to fucking touch on is, what the fuck was that officiating last night, man? Yeah. Bro, the Oakland Roots players were just fucking playing across. They were. Dude, JJ Williams straight up got cross-checked on Mm -hmm. the edge of the box. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't do anything about it. Straight up, two forearms cross-checked him. She just pointed at him and was like, no, no, no. It's like, how about you write this man... Talking about about pointing at someone, Lasso... Lasso, yeah, he wasn't letting that little fucking furry icicle super sub that came on. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Rodriguez, yeah. his name was. Yeah, the, the ref wasn't doing shit. Frickin so Lasso had to get his hands tips. Dude, Try to tried jump to up and knock for Superman yeah. jump. But he's like Lasso. seven inches yeah. shorter and yeah. like Lasso 50 was, pounds smaller than Lasso. Dude, that was the funny part about that was I was on Twitter the whole game, just like like following some of like what some of the Bonzi fans were saying, and uh, a lot of them were talking about uh, Kai Jennings, uh, JJ Williams, uh, Forrest Lasso, and Connor Sparrow. And I think the biggest thing was just that Lasso, there was like one, one guy referred to him as a mountain man defender. Mm. I was like, you know what? Really good I, like, I like to see that out of someone that's, you know, watched the Rowdies and goes to the games and watches them every single week. It's good to see someone, you know, that you know, actually lives in England and has, has seen the, yeah. the, Euro, the European uh, soccer side firsthand yeah. to, for them to watch the, you know, a, t- a club like the Tampa Bay Rowdies and say, you know, the what, USL that guy, Fortis Lasso is doing a good job. Yeah. Cal Jennings, you know, they wanted, they wanted Cal Jennings on their team. Like, that makes me feel good. Not to the fact that I don't want them. I don't want them to have him, but it makes me feel good that, you know, other, other people are, are noticing that what our boys are doing. It's growth to our squad, to it the is, team, yeah. and to the club. local area. Yeah, mm-hmm. the club, dude. Like, mm-hmm. the fucking club. Mm-hmm. The club. Ah. Feels good to say that, you know. Yeah, it does. 
Yeah. First, in the, okay. first in the table right now. They deem propelled us the first in the table. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, points. we're best in the USL right now. Well, I, we I don't think there's a fucking tied it. We're tied with the most points in the league. And that's what I think I, I was saying it last night. Six, seven goals in the last three games for Kyle Jennings now. Yeah, he's just popping off. And, and, and we were shit right talking time. them all season. Yes. More so oh, you guys than me. Games, yeah, like, yeah. More I think, so you guys. But. I think we did it in front of his family members. Oh shit! Because uh, they were wearing Jennings jerseys, and they were like, well, like they didn't scream anybody else's name the whole time. They probably heard you guys and told Cal Jennings like, "Hey, the fans think you fucking suck. You need to turn up." And <laughs> exactly. It so hey, shout out you know what? Hey, let's go. Let's, let's go. Just shout out to Cal Jennings. Exactly. Yeah, sure. That's the you know. second time we ever said that, and the first time we said that, it was a little, it felt weird. You know, mm, it, it felt did. weird. But now it feels normal. Patrick, I mean, mm. you can't fucking replace Dude, that. He was a man can't. on a mission last night. He was. He did it for Neil. He did it for he Neil, bro. And that's, he you was possessed by Neil. Mm. Neil was, I'm, I'm not going to finish that sentence, but <laughs> <laughs> either way, okay, I know. Cal Jennings, you know, <laughs> he, was, he was going in. And, uh, you know, you may have heard me completely heckling you at a game a couple weeks back, but, uh, I, 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 let me just, I, I'm going to try and get this out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, you are actually a good player. I didn't mean you sucked ass all those times. I said you sucked ass. In the moment. In the moment I did, because you did sell, you know, you have sold... Many bags yeah. this year, my we're, friend. We're now JJ Williams is the best. So yes, now JJ Williams is selling. Yo, we were Gucci talking about bags. that at the start. It was like Cal Jennings was a starter from the first couple weeks, and our attacking play was down. Yeah, we put in we put in JJ Williams. Our attacking play rejuvenated. The Rowdies rejuvenated. We were the best team in the USL. Now it's back to the flip flop, except we're actually good. You know. Mm. But I mean, I guess that's kind of what you want, because if you have two guys that can play the striker position, yeah, and that's like a when one of them is exactly. hot, the other one isn't, then when the other one cools down, the other one picks it up, and they complement each other. But then mm. that also gives you the possibility of having them both hot at the same fucking time, then imagine. Mm. But as long as JJ keeps doing what he did last night, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I agree with that statement. But I do think that they complement each other so well when they run that dual striker setup, and it's JJ Williams and Cal Jennings in the center. Yeah, I just unfortunately I think JJ got like a stage five concussion after that cross check yeah. last night. Yeah, and he was like, "Yo, the goal's up there." And <laughs> he's, yeah, but he shot that. No, shot shout out to the Rowdy. Shout out to Neil Collins. Shout out to the crowd as well. Yeah, seven over um, seventy six hundred fans there. Nice. Ooh. Which I mean, we were looking at the stands, and it was like we kind of felt like it could have been a little bit more. Full. There was a couple like patches of seats mm-hmm. that were kind of empty, but, but still, seventy six hundred. We were actually before the game. Me and me and uh, Tyson Ruffin were looking at some of the prices, and uh, it was like for some of the seats that we would usually buy, not not the ones yeah. like, behind the bench, but uh, just the regular like three hundreds, like eighty eighty nine bucks, yeah. eighty seven bucks. Like, that's usually good though. Any, any other that's good game money that they to, brought in from that game for sure. Any other game we go to, it's twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. Wow, that's well deserved for Neil. Yeah, yeah I mean, and the club needs to hopefully in this off season, you know, maybe work on expanding Alang yeah. or working on maybe a higher up, you know, bleacher system for behind the benches. They open add up, more seats. They opened up a new area there actually called I believe it's called the Bayside Lounge. It's mm. uh, right right across uh, from that the midfield grandstands the three hundreds. And uh, used to not be able to buy tickets in there, but we were on StubHub and we were looking at them. It's an open place you can buy tickets now. Ooh. Huh. Bayside Lounge, pretty sure. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, so, that adds more seats and mm-hmm. more, you know, 
space, but they exactly. do need to add more bleach. And I'm and sure I'm sure they probably have some drinks down there. If you buy a ticket, they're probably expensive as shit, and they probably have like complimentary drinks. Yeah, twelve dollar beers, but yeah. No, I I I'd, I'd assume if you're paying much <laughs> for one of those lounge tickets, you probably have like fucking complimentary drinks and some free watermelon so. or some shit, bro. Yeah, but um, I guess uh, moving into the predictions for this upcoming weekend. Yeah. You talked about Birmingham, and that's actually who we're facing. We're playing Birmingham Legion FC. These guys are fucking tough. We lost to them earlier in the now season. Now we beat them. Oh, we beat them? Was it that 2-0, two, two or was it 1-0? Uh, I'm going to go back right quick. I just kind of want to give the Oakland Roots players some more shit for being a bunch of sore losers. Oh, no, they beat us 2-0. Yeah. They beat us 2-0. Yeah, because they were just... Pro- like, well, there was the, I keep talking about the J.J. Williams instance, but there was other instances where they were just taking both... Lay- like that... Dalgard instance where he took both his legs out. The right from under. didn't even give him a yellow. Um, all night, they just kept pushing the players off the fucking ball. Like, don't get me wrong. Soccer already gets enough criticism for, like, how soft the players are, this and that, but like blatant. they were blatantly pushing the players off the ball and just nothing was being done. And they were just being a bunch of sore pansies, bro. And there's some teams in this league that are very much like that, and you could just tell that you know once they give up, they just kind of yeah. get a little aggressive. But like they got mad that dude, they ponytail, suck. Little ponytail man was just bending them over and putting them in the bunda. Yeah, I mean, for real though, I mean and three mil, I mean, exactly three rounds. Bunch of little pansies. Yeah, bro. I mean, but like just and in we just general, dominated them. They sucked. Yeah, I mean, they did suck. They had two. They had like you know probably ten minutes of combined offensive output all game. I felt like we had the ball. I think we did. <laughs> I mean, we look at those numbers, it's probably not going to look good I for Oakland. I don't recall once seeing like, an Oakland player like on the ball and doing something. I mean, like, there was, like, I saw four they shots had, by them. They had more possession than us, actually. That's I, don't, I don't see that at all. They had more passes than us as well. Well, that uh, passes really heavily figure into possession stats, so that would make sense, but... I, I, I just know. don't see how the fuck they had more possession. I just never felt like they really had the fucking ball. Yeah. Or, I mean, it just felt like when we had the ball, we were just playing so much more dominantly, so much more explosively. Well, just even t- every time we had the ball, I felt like we just passed it all the way back to the goalie, passed it all the way back up, passed it all the way back again. Like, we were beyond the ball for a good three minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I it, agree like, with that. multiple times. Because I remember specifically hearing mom go, come on, boys, let's go, boys, as they're passing it back to the line and, like, resetting and passing it back to the goalie. They did mm-hmm. it, like, three different times. Maybe the no USL sense. might need, uh, might need to stack. yeah, might need Checkers. to get their, their stats checked, but Maybe. Uh, that's Maybe. a discussion for another but, time. Uh, but who we're Moving playing Birmingham? Birmingham Legion game. So we, we did lose to them. You were right, two zero early on in the year. It was uh, a brace by their striker. I think his name is Nico Brett. Uh, but uh, by the time we faced them, we were looking at a much different uh, lineup. Mm. So we had Ariel Martinez and Cal Jennings starting at striker, uh, but both of them at striker. That, and, which uh, I don't Tate, know how Tate, that. Johnson, Tate Johnson and Sebastian Dalgard at wing and Lewis Hilton at cam and uh, I believe it was uh, Lewis or not Lewis uh, we had Haribo, Spalding Haribo no Spalding we didn't no. have Spalding yet he, he, I believe he came to us the next game on loan but uh, yeah we're looking at a much different Rowdy's team and I feel like now we've come so far from there and we've elevated our game so far from there because that was the last game we played where we, like right after that game, we went on an unbeaten streak. Now we're on this unbeaten streak. Yeah. So I'm saying two nil rowdies. I'm gonna say uh, two one rowdies. I say we got our get backs, but uh, they're gonna squeeze one past us. 
How about yourself, Brandon? What are your thoughts on this upcoming matchup between Birmingham and Do you think Tampa? Birmingham's going to squeeze past us? Uh, no, I, I said they're going to squeeze one past us. Oh, I guess. I, I said 2-0, two two Rowdies. Two mm. He said 2-1, Rowdies. Is it home or away? It's, it's, a, it's away in Protective Stadium. Okay, so it's in Protective. I mean, you already That's know where they, they played for the Stallions, yeah, too, right? Yeah, they, okay. they so they're going to they're gonna show out. I think they filled out, actually, a couple weeks ago with over 18,000 people there. Mm. I'm not even going to lie to you. I think I saw something like that. So something to look at, you know, do the, the will home field play an advantage? And it's a good stadium, too. It's not a bad... But we are the best team in, in the USL. Which I 100% agree with. But Birmingham, they are. Us, there's a little rivalry there, you know? Let me see what there they is. are on uh, on power rankings real quick. I mean, oh, recently, we're in a lot better form than Birmingham is. I mean, in the last five games, we have four wins and a draw. So we haven't dropped points once. They have two wins, two losses, and a draw. They just came off a loss. And a draw. They lost 3 1 to San Antonio. And. Oh. Yeah. That's not good at all. San Antonio is not really that. San that, Antonio, they're good. I mean, but they not as good. good as, like, Memphis or Phoenix. So I, I feel like. Well, they now, just beat Memphis 4 0 yeah, as well. They, San Antonio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. San Antonio, they won the championship last year. They're the so highest they're scoring. In the form right I'm now, pretty dude. sure they're the highest scoring team in the league. Yes, uh, they are. They have the highest goal differential, I believe. Yes. Um, no, Sacramento, Sacramento does. does. Just because they San Antonio's have, second. Yeah, just because they have such a good keeper in, in Sacramento. But I mean, does that are, are we worried about San Antonio more than we're worried about Phoenix or Memphis? In my opinion, I'm not worried about anybody. Okay. Oh, let them know, man. I okay. want all the smoke. Phoenix is struggling right now. Seventh place. Damn, bro. They, I mean, I I, they I, didn't I just I, lose last night to. Uh, Chicago or Miami it was Miami My, oh Miami yeah. did they beat Miami uh, Miami beat them Miami, Miami ended up beating them two one last night Wow that's, that's Maldini's team Memphis is getting yeah, fucking they raped lately they're dude. dropping they're before dropping uh, before Phoenix played Miami the week before that Phoenix beat Memphis six nil. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. so Memphis in the last two games have lost combined ten 0 well they're fucked well they're they're what is their point differential who uh, Memphis? Memphis yeah. I believe it's negative one. No, and it's it's plus four now, plus but four. it was plus fourteen before the last oh two games. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, they just sold their season potentially. And I I remember that in like I believe it was the week fifteen power rankings or week uh, fourteen power rankings. They were in the top three, right? They With they were us, Sacramento. Well, and dude, they them. even even after we won, I think it was against um, Colorado, and we won handily. They were still ranked above us. And they they came off a win. No, they lost that week, and then we won, and they were still ranked above us. We were getting then, hated on that that week. Yeah, no. It, Memphis normally is really good. They're surprisingly sunk back. I think I think if we get away with this one, a sleek or not sleek, a sly one nil victory, a okay. sneaky one nil victory. Um, uh, the crowd does worry me. Going on the road does worry me. How many goals did they allow? Um, they've allowed 30. So the defense is really okay. shaky. They don't even yeah, have a positive goal differential. Um, so that does that does catch my eye. It makes me feel a little bit better. And if we were at How home... Jennings and JJ going to eat that up? If we were at home, I think it would be a different story. But they have a minus 5 goal differential. Only 25 goals for, 30 goals allowed. Tampa's plus 13 with 32 goals for, only 19 allowed. So I I just I don't think they're gonna have enough to get by us and like like we already said we did lose two nil to them at the start of the season but that was before we even had a win yet mm. that was the fourth game of the season we didn't even find our form yet no that was the fourth game of the season and we had already lost two of those three and drew the other one 
And and before that, going into the game, we, we lost 3-0 to Charleston. Yeah, and even looking at the stats on the game, we dominated possession. 66%. We had 12 shots total. None of them were even on goal. So, and that just goes back to consistently what we've been saying, or not so much lately, but when I first started diving into the Rowdies, is just not, yeah, exactly, not executing and finishing their chances, and that, that game looked like a prime example oh, of that. Oh, and we now, left that game. We left that game. We were out that game. We yeah. left that game early. I remember that. Yeah, so now I think we've sort of fought and got those demons in check, and it's going to work to our benefit this game, and we'll sneak away with that one now. I agree with that. I, I I I'd say two no because I think JJ is going to redeem himself and then Sebastian is going to get a two. long shot or Charlie Dennis will. You know I'm but, I'm um, still here hoping for that Jordan Doherty goal, so I'm going to stay with Jordan Doherty gets a goal, and uh, I'm going to go with JJ gets a goal with a header. Hmm. Okay. And then uh, the one we let pass, I'm going to say it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be one of those one of those things where it's not going to be anybody's fault. Uh, I just don't think that. Uh, the guys that we have on on defense make that many mistakes. You know what I mean? You see them so many times when it's crunch time. We show up. Lasso puts his his cranium on the line every single goddamn game. That guy's just gonna drop dead on the field one time. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Hope not. No. Hope not. But Horse he's, Lasso's an immortal. He's gonna he's jump up. Bro. He's gonna hit his head. He's gonna just fucking fall down. This is the last header, bro. All the, the ball Doctor's will go right to the fucking. The, exactly. the heavens, and then it's gonna go in the net. Oh, oh, oh yeah, exactly. it'll bounce right in there. That's the awesome. Gonna like I look around and it's <laughs> lasso. But yeah, no. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in to this Rowdies match recap. And uh, Brandon and Caden, thank you guys for your time. Right. And uh, we'll definitely have another match review and recap this upcoming weekend. And uh, tune in to our Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor, Brandon, and Caden signing out. Peace. Peace.